and welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm Sarah Travers, your host, and throughout this series, I speak with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. Today in the studio, I'm joined by Davina Gordon, digital marketing consultant and founder of Naissance Marketing. Welcome, Davina. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Lovely to have you in the studio. As usual, there's always a little bit of background first and then we'll get into the discussion. So Davina and her business. Well, Davina founded Naissance Marketing and PR in 2019 after having her son, Sonny. Davina always harboured dreams of running her own business despite having a varied and fruitful career in journalism. Davina has 15 years experience as a writer and editor as well as an unquenchable passion for helping people. Davina and her team help small and mid-market organisations thrive and grow in the ever-changing digital landscape. So today you'll probably, if you're interested in digital marketing, Davina will hopefully have those answers. So that's the intro. Um, The background, though, is in journalism. It's kind of a natural progression. But tell me about the journalism, first of all. Okay, so I always enjoyed writing. Um, I did find it a way of expressing myself. It still is a way for me to do that. Um, So I uh, went to Coleraine University, uh, Ulster University, and I did uh, media and English. So I... I wasn't sure really what I wanted to be back whenever I was what, 21, over 20 years ago now. But I always wanted to make a difference in, in what I did because I knew I had talent. And um, so I just wanted to use my talents. And you see, if it's really it's it's not good to hide what you hide your talents. It, it, it's important to, to, to use them or else you're just going to go off piste so um I got a job then as a staff journalist um in Belfast that That was oh gosh I think that was um flagship media back in the day and I worked as a on a trade magazine and then I did um I did news a lot of news copy so that's sort of where I cut my teeth in journalism and then I also did some freelancing so that was, you know, your that way I could still still be creative, um, but I really just wanted to to get the experience in, and I got to Las Vegas with with the company, and uh, you know, it was cool and seeing a bit of the world. So then a couple of opportunities came up, and I um, was editor of a, a few magazines, women's magazines, which I absolutely loved. Can you tell us some names? Yeah, titles? I mean, it's a long time ago. One of them was Accent Cosmopolitan and then Eve magazine. Oh, um, right. So I really enjoyed that because um, well, at, at the time when I was young and and, and footloose and fancy free, going out to lots of different events and meeting people. And at the time, that was that was that's kind of what I had to do for the magazines. Um, life changes, life changes, yeah. and that that aspect. Uh, although networking is very important as a business owner, um, a businesswoman, and um, that is less attractive. Slightly less going out to you know schmoozing is in that sort of environment. It doesn't really appeal to me anymore. I'm very much now. There is a strategy 
to yeah. everything that I do. So it's harder um, when you've got a five year old, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about um, you're a Newry girl. I am from Newry, born and bred. So yeah. we're sitting in a, a studio in Newry. You I didn't. Know. Uh, do you live here now? No, I live in Bangor. Ah, so you're coming home for the day. It was nice. Yeah, I am meeting my parents later, so it'll be really nice. Lovely. <laughs> so what was your upbringing like here? It, it was good. It was happy. Uh, went to um, St. John's Primary, Glen, and then I went to St. Mary's. And after my A-levels, went to Sacred Heart. So just had a lovely circle of friends and uh, really loving and, and caring parents who, who just wanted the best for us. And my mom always wanted me to, you know, I, I, whenever I was younger, I, you know, I watch Ali McBeal, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I want to be in a courtroom, you know, giving it, giving it stacks. And I, I, I always wanted to, I was always a, you know, a big dreamer, still am, you know. And um, I, no, I, I didn't end up a lawyer. But uh, my mom and dad always, you know, you can do, daddy would say, don't reach for the ceiling. You'll bang your head, you know, the reach for the stars, which oh. is, yeah, it's quite, it's just a nice thing to keep in mind because there is no limits. There really is no limits. They must be very proud indeed. indeed. Did you have to travel? You talked about Las Vegas there, but where did you do most of the magazine editing from? Yeah, so I, that was in Belfast. And um, so there was a Albert Bridge Road. I worked there and then I can't even remember. I think I worked in Sainfield then. Um, but I've m- mostly been based in Belfast for my journalist career. Um, and then I, you know, I got to, as a journalist, I got to go to lots of lovely locations and Westport and, and so on, you know, to review hotels and stuff. It was great. And, <laughs> you know, what's the best place you've ever been to for work? Um, probably Vegas because mm. it's so surreal. Um, it's just a, a, just an adult's playground. It's so colourful. And yeah, it was, that that was, a, with work, that, that was one of the, the coolest experiences, yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so then fast forward and you think, right, I've now got a little baby boy, but mm-hmm. also you give birth to something else, naissance, which actually <laughs> means birth. Um, yeah. Your business. Yeah, I went after I returned to work after having my son about nine months and I returned to my workplace where I went part time just to get back into being a, a working woman um, unfortunately but not unfortunately when I look back uh, I was made redundant so um, that kind of put me in a head spin because I'd always you know you all, I, I always you know you got used to having a steady income and, and the, the the thought of not having that steady income is really scary. So what me. happened with that but that was in, was that in and around the COVID time? Um, no that was um no long so must that must be over five five years ago right. now yeah six years I can't really remember but it is before COVID and I so then I came home it was delivered the news was delivered to me on a phone call and I just yeah I was a little bit emotional but do you know what that changed my life mm-hmm. you know I just my husband um, it's very supportive and he you know he hugged me and he said it's okay it's fine mm-hmm. you know what were your initial feelings um because I'd worked for you know 15 years as a as a jobbing journo and you know you're used you, I, I've rarely without work uh, you know I did move around a little bit but I I, I need to feel in control mm. and uh, for me that was what are we gonna do you know we've got a new baby one income that scared me but it was just where you needed to be at that time. Probably. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how some of the uh, of the lowest times out yeah. of that opportunities come? 
It's incredible. And, and I am quite spiritual. And um, I believe that I'm always where I need to be in, in any given place, any given time. And, and the opportunities that come from just being out and about. And so what happened? How did you So start? what what happened? Like I, I posted on LinkedIn. I absolutely adore LinkedIn now. But at the time, it was kind of a place for looking for jobs. Yeah. Kind of still is. Mm. But it, it's much more a place where people can show off their skill set and and, and make, get work as well, of See, course. journalists before would have been on, on, on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter was Twitter. where journalists hang yeah. out. I, I used it to know is. that. And then when you become a business person, you have to go to LinkedIn. you got to go to LinkedIn. And it, it's it's very it's a very good platform for me and um, and my clients as well. Although I, I, my, I mostly do Instagram for my clients. Um, but I put up a post on LinkedIn and there was a gentleman contacted me that, at the time and he said uh, it was a company in London, women's health company, and um, he said, we're looking at a copywriter. And that's where it started. So what post did you write? Oh, gosh. I think I just said, hi. I'm available <laughs> I'm for available work. I'm available for work, LinkedIn. And yeah, that, that, that guy uh, contacted me and... So I, it was, it was actually, I'm happy to say who it was, the mummy MOT, postnatal check for, for mums. And I was obviously a fairly new mum. And I, um, I was really interested and I still am really interested in women and, and their welfare and, and women's health as well. So it was something that just really captured my imagination. So what happened? How did it go whenever so you started? I, yes, I just got to know uh, the everyone in the mummy MOT and a lovely lady called Maria Elliott and um, they really looked after me they took me on board and um, that they have became my they became my first client and yeah. so basically what did you have to do for them so you moved from being a copywriter to doing more than that yeah so they, they I think they could see something in me um, I was very passionate and um, I wanted to get into social media and I use social media on a personal level very well, I might add. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but then I was like, I can do this for a living. So I was good at it. I didn't come from a, a marketing background per se, but I, I did. I think having the journalist background is, like you say, telling the stories. It is te- it, marketing is telling stories. Mm-hmm. So um, they got that for me, and then they they um, paid for my training in, in digital marketing. Did a foundation course, and I just hit the ground running. Right. I loved it, and. Uh, social media, it's important to say, you know, it, it is a, it can be a negative place and a toxic place. But for me, getting paid to do what I do, it kind of takes that that away from it. Because when I was doing it for myself, and you know, um, you know, if you're not getting the likes and stuff, you know, it, that, that can impact you and it shouldn't, but it does. Whereas I can separate it now because it's what I do for work. Gotcha. So there's a very yeah. big difference. And there's a lot of people, yes, um, who, yeah, live for the likes it's addictive yeah I I think it depends on on your personality but it is that dopamine hit Mm. from getting the likes Mm. and I'm interested in the psychology of it but um, and how many actual pictures did that person have to take to live her fantastic life his fantastic life on Instagram it's yeah uh, yeah, I've had this conversation with friends you know and you know one said it's not real it's not real and I'm like no it's not yeah would it be a better place? So it's not good for business if we all just put our phones away. Yeah, because 
I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of the notifications going off and, you know, I, you can feel your heartbeat, you know, mm. you're getting faster, you know, if you're getting notifications constantly, it's not healthy, it's not good and I'm attached to my phone. Oh, I know. I mean, I have my phone even in the evenings when I'm watching TV and yeah, just scrolling. recently <laughs> I have Apple TV on my phone, but not on the TV. Don't ask me why, but I had to use the, 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 the phone to stick the, the HDMI cable into an adapter to make us watch this latest series that we're watching yeah and the whole time I kept going to reach where's my phone where's my phone oh no it's over at the tv you know and I felt like something was missing and then I thought what that, is that, that all yeah. about it is you know I have done I've done lots and lots of um webinars and I you know continued profes- professional development you know so I'm, I'm really interested in the psychology of it and you know social media is changing people's brains Mm. It is But so. you know That captive audience Is good for business So how do you get The from balance right As a marketer Yes the engagement Is so crucial and, and for my clients The engagement Is so crucial So I, I can talk about it Probably from both ends But I, I still believe Really strongly That it can be used For good mm. Yeah. Well I had somebody else Sitting in the hot seat Earlier today yeah. um, Who was a wine uh, Sold wine um, And you know, he was very actively involved in trying to get people not to drink as much, even though that would affect uh, business. Sales, but it's yeah. not really what he wants. And mm. he still thinks he'll have a good business without people falling down blind drunk all the time, consuming so much wine that it's it's not even an art as he would describe it anymore. I Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I love wine myself, um, but I think... It, it is, again, whether you have that a sort of addictive personality, whether you can have a glass to your dinner and then mm-hmm. that's it. Whether you keep going is, is another so thing. Similarities. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, I think that's, you know, he's being responsible. So, that's good. so were you self-employed then at that time or whenever they were giving you all of that training? Yes, um, I well, I, I started working for them. So I think I was working for them. I ended up working for the company for about three years. Right. And then back and forth to London, or you could do it all yeah, remotely. Yeah, no, I did. I th- their offices was a um, the physiotherapy practice was in Harley Street, so I was over a back and forth there. Interesting, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah I got to, and there was a big network all over the UK. So you know it, it was it was exciting job, um, but I kind of thought to myself, I want more. You know, I want to do this for myself, and um, there's lot there was people then contacted me and and said can you do what you've done for um the mummy emoji for my business and I grew them by I think I think when I started was about eight thousand to like within two years probably 36 or so gosh but I mean it was it was it's hard work being a marketer it's you know there 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 is yes people maybe think it's quite glam but it's really hard work and it's that engagement and the storytelling and the connecting with other people that is um, that was crucial to that that account growing so much because I really really cared still do and I care about all my clients. And can you talk us through that process? That yeah. You, how did you get from the eight thousand to the thirty thousand plus? Um, I mean, being on social media all the time, you right. know. So was it consistency? Was it every day? Consistency is is such a, a buzzword, but it's so so crucial. I would say um, there was. Posting probably th- three to four is a fairly good 
um, thing to be doing. So that's where the consistency comes three in. Three to four. Three to four posts, sorry, a week. A week, right, okay. Yeah, um, but there's also the inbox monitoring as well. So if anybody's messaging, um, you know, the algorithm loves oh. you to be there. And to Thanks be. for contacting us. We'd be very interested. Yeah, <laughs> not as beautifully as that, but <laughs> yeah, pretty much um, monitoring the inbox. And because they provided a service, obviously it was busy inbox. Um, and then knowing the type of post that would resonate with that particular target market, which was mums. Um, and and postnatal mums when we're quite vulnerable at times too. You are. It's certainly that first year is um, where that mother has. You know, the mummy's gone through nine months of growing a baby, and then suddenly, okay, you know, you're, you're really looked after in your pregnancy, and then you have a yes. baby, and you're like, what everybody are we cares doing? about the baby, not about the mummy. Yeah, yeah, so it's it, it's emotional uh, yeah. time, and and. It, it was a lovely time for me as a new mum to be able to, because I... Because you I were living it. It was, it was like was your postnatal experience. I was living it. So I think that's why I was so good at, at managing that account was because, yeah, I was living it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Right. And what sort of things were you doing? You know, what what was the product? So it was a postnatal check after you have a baby. So you ha- it was at six weeks, you go in and you get your tummy checked and you get... Um, your pelvic floor, right. and there's a lot of talk about pelvic floor now, which is mm-hmm. great. And um, th- there was, you know, somebody saying, "How are you? Right, just how are you doing? Um, you've just had a baby. Uh, you know, you're not getting any sleep. How's it going?" <laughs> um, but so there was that, you know, because um, uh, yeah, whenever you have a baby, your tummy separates, uh, um, because and that's diastasis recti. Yes, I still remember that. Yeah, well and um, and then you're obviously pelvic floor can can be issues and and just aches and pains. It depends if if the you know the mummy's had a traumatic birth or not. Mm. So great engagement then, and yeah. just to know that I'm not alone with this, and there's somebody to help. It, community. Yeah. How do you think they find you? Was it literally you were head hunted on LinkedIn then? This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services a niche business law practice located in the heart of Newry City. We provide legal advice and representation to individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries on an assortment of legal matters which can affect a business such as corporate, commercial, employment, dispute resolution, regulatory and compliance. We focus on providing legally sound, commercial and practical advice to our clients. To get in touch, contact 028-30-262200 or visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk to find out more about the firm and our services. Yeah, um, so there was obviously a big network of physiotherapists. So I, I still I still have clients in the women's health world and yoga teachers and so on although I'm diversifying more now and and uh, taking on more hospitality clients um but yeah it it, it was really getting to know the mums and it was great because you really felt like you were helping that person get the help they needed and you know we got some really high profile women into clinic as well so like Christine Blakely came in and um and loads of other um, just really high profile people um, and then Maria, she she was on the rain and stuff, so it was oh exciting. Right. Yeah, so it was just it was a real kind of 
it was it was like a passion project for me but I, I wanted to spread my wings beyond it and um, would you have known Christine did you make that connection I made yeah I, I just um you I just sent a message on on Instagram as you yeah. do and um and then she got back but yeah it was I was really really proud to work there and I'm proud of of what I did there as well I'm sure absolutely yeah. um so you obviously other people then started to see what you were doing as you said yeah and you started helping them but you know how big do you get how many clients can you manage and you know at what point do you take somebody else on to help yeah so uh, at the moment in my books I have uh, eight it's a lot mm-hmm. um, because you're having to jump between lots of different uh, mindsets um, it's very, it is hard, and I think the next step for me is scaling and growth. Um, and to do that, I need to help. Yeah, um, I, I did. I have it in turn for a few months, but I find it. Um, I kind of bitten off more than I could chew because I had to. You know, you have to really look after it's a lot of hands holding right. with an That's intern right. and. They're not just there to suddenly hit the ground running. Yeah, um, I, and she was so wonderful. Um, but I just didn't have the the headspace to to be looking after somebody. And, and so that, that's, I probably made a mistake there having an intern. So you I ended up with having to do, yeah. So I, it it basically back in house, which is me. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm having some interesting conversations at the moment. So I'm hoping that... Whether I, I don't know whether I go on to have somebody partner with me or or take on a, mar- take on a marketer, yeah, really. Somebody yeah. who has the, the, the knowledge and the skill set to hit the ground running, yeah. And do you get much time to, to look at that business development side? Do you have coaching or a, or a mentor that helps you visualise what the future looks like for you? Um, I have had mentors and I think mentoring is really crucial for a business owner. So I'm really lucky that I've got mentoring through uh, our North Down Borough Council. I had a mentor through... Uh, course I did at Cirque and Bangor uh, Women in Leadership and I had mentors there so I think I've had about four mentors don't have one at the moment but they, it is really important to just talk about your business you know and, and the strategy from another person's perspective and I'm also on the um, Ulster Bank Accelerator program you get a mentor through Brilliant. that as well so that so you you're know, listening to a lot of people though you have to you're are they all saying the same thing yeah, I think I think uh, I think the consensus is uh, talking with my family and friends as well. Like you need you need help and and stop being a martyr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know. Gosh, I'm guilty of that myself. <laughs> thinking I have to do it all myself. Um, but yeah, so scaling and growing is important to you. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it, I work hard, too hard to work this hard. You know, somebody very wise said that to me. You know, you work hard, so. It's time to start seeing some of those benefits, mm-hmm. the work you put in. Now, enjoy I'm still, life. <laughs> yeah. Start enjoy life. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, four years in and I'm like, this is hard, but it's also, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Mm. You love it. It's, it's my baby. <laughs> it's your other yeah, baby. Yeah, it is. And, it, you know, I am guilty of working evenings, working weekends and being on my phone, but it's for a bigger picture that I see for myself and I don't think that anything, I, I don't believe that things should just fall into your lap. I really believe that if you want something, you need to pursue it 
and that's just that's just how my brain is wired. And what do you think you offer your clients? I love to help my clients get more visibility because marketing is about storytelling. So it is it is really like learning about the client as much as you can, learning about the client and the product and then using that knowledge and my skills in journalism and marketing to tell their story. Ultimately, yes, it's about making more money, but people will will want to buy from uh, products and businesses that they trust and, and there's a community around the brand. Um, so that that's what it is for me and that's what I absolutely adore. Yeah. And you're seeing the results and your clients, more importantly, are seeing the it's results. It's tangible results because... Part of the job is, um, you know, reporting back on, on social and, and, and actually saying the, the cold hard data, what's working, what isn't working. And that's fine. Sometimes it is a case of trial and error and, um, and, and tweaking things. And But it ultimately it is about those figures. You know, it is about the, the, the reach and, um, and as I said, building trust around a brand. And it's the building of the relationship between you and the client. Do you find that there's some that you just love working with and it's so easy, but, you know, different yeah. personality types, different cultures, as you said, different mindsets. Yes. Um, some are better, easier fits, rather. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have clients that you, no, I have to say all my clients. Are wonderful. Amazing. <laughs> yes. You can, give a, you can give a shout out to them if you feel you're allowed to. <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have some incredible clients, especially in the hospitality sector, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah, shout out to Coney Island Coffee mm-hmm. um, and, and a brewery Spade Town as well. Um, I really love working with the hospitality sector and lifestyle. Beauty and lifestyle is kind of my background anyway. Um, and I have clients in the women women's health space and also now in the entertainment space and um have aspirations really to you know do more in 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 the in the lifestyle sector so i have a client in new york as well which is really good and she's lovely and they get on well and that that is um her it's a program to do with um helping women with chronic pain um, right. All about neuroplasticity and rewiring the brain. So that gets my bag, you know. And that's so it. I love do you learning. have to? Do you have to love the topic? Is it very hard if you're just not bored? It's hard, and I'll you know I put my hand up where I've taken on clients for the sake of taking on clients, and it hasn't worked mm-hmm. because it's just you know a circle getting into a square. You know. And at what point you know are you getting better at going? I don't think this is working for us, or you know, did yeah, they, before they say it, yeah, <laughs> because you, you know nobody you. You, ne- you never want to feel like you obviously want the best for that client but sometimes the best is for them to get somebody else <laughs> because it's not a good fit um personality wise or I don't have enough knowledge in the area and I really do think I can the more the more you can be passionate about a client that you're going to see the results there where it's much harder if it's a an industry that you don't really have the the knowledge of. do you prefer working with startups and you know people just at the beginning of the journey or is it is that easier than perhaps coming on board with someone who's used other people in the past um i do love working with startups um and you know startup obviously it can be startup for to five years yeah um, and then solo entrepreneurs. I'm one to work probably, I have a mix of, of, you know, working with bigger, bigger companies and brands that really maybe have their, their own marketing teams as well. And you can just kind of slot in, you know, as a subcontractor. So that, that I really want to have a, a good, a good mix, but it is lovely in what I do as a solo entrepreneur is working with other solo entrepreneurs and they have my time and they have that very bespoke 
package that you know whereas if I was bigger then you know my clients wouldn't have me yeah, <laughs> so much I know I know and that's really hard isn't <laughs> it know? when you feel yeah. like you are the business and mm, yeah but that's what other people do and it seems to be okay so that's that is one of the biggest challenges and I hear that again and, yeah. and again um your business though has is really thriving obviously you're doing something right and you know you have a lovely visible presence now on social media yourself yeah. which is important so you know do you ever find like does a husband ever say for goodness sake are you on that phone again but this is about you this time Davina what are you doing your own for but actually you need to be seen to be doing the things at the events out and about because that's how mm-hmm. that's how your clients feel reassured that you're at the heart of everything is what you have to be and uh, as a having worked as a as an, a, an editor um, going out to the events and, and meeting people and being the face of the magazine and so on. So it's not something that I'm alien to. And, mm-hmm. and certainly growing up, I mean, I'm not shy. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm an extrovert, but um, I was in Nuri Fit. Oh, just across <laughs> the river. Yeah. The bridge. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I, I'm comfortable in that space. And I 100% my business has changed since I decided to put myself out there because I work from my home and it is really isolating and if you could be having numerous zoom calls back-to-back zoom calls you still feel lonely Mm. because you you know humans crave that interaction Mm -hmm. you know so getting out to events is good for my mental health um but it's also great because you can be having a conversation with somebody and they then it can be do you know what I know somebody who might need your help And, you know, that's quite good for your clients as well, because many of them might be starting out on their business journey and Mm -hmm. maybe they're not extroverts either. And they're, you know, reluctant at how do I tell my story? Make me look good. Make me sound good. Um, Do I have to put myself forward? So you're able to sort of share, you know, that reluctance, if you like, or the imposter syndrome that many of us can feel. And because I love writing and and I do, you know, post, you know, as as frank and honest, post on LinkedIn being authentic is important it's what I want for my clients as well the more authentic you can be and you're not just there for the the likes um so I do try to share that you know being a working mom and 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 being honest about the fact that no it's not easy and you know then the, that connection is what we all crave and is what we all need and um I've got so much work through people recommending me because they know me and and they trust me and yeah, going out to events is, um, it, it can be, you know, there's a lot of people in the marketing space, but you just it have to. It is a busy to, space. Yeah, and there's, you know, you can think about, oh gosh, that person's doing that, but it doesn't, they're just on their journey and mm. you're on yours and that, that's very much where I'm at. I, but don't I, you I, think there's enough journey. work for everyone? I mean, there's yeah, an awful 100%. lot. It's, you said it's a, it's a busy marketplace and yes, you've yeah. got the big companies that do things, but I'm seeing more and more so many, and I don't want to just say women, but mums, it's, it's actually a, a mm. really good life for a working mum. Is that right? Am I, you yeah. know, and I, and I meet so many brilliant women, but there's only so many clients you can have and together you're stronger and you can all complement each other I love that yeah because that it's so important because it's I always have a little phrase collaboration over competition I think we can achieve so much more when we work together Mm -hmm. and I've had some women uh, amazing women who have um 
He's, you've had my, continue to have my back, but also will mention your name in a room full of opportunities. How cool is that? That is, well, totally that amplification and that, you know, I can't do it, but I've got somebody else who will do a brilliant job. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. And it's actually what we should all aspire to, yeah, isn't it? hundred percent. Because I, I do think that that's good karma will, you know, come around yeah, again 100%, for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I will, I'll do the same for them. And I've got, uh, you know, a few clients that I got through a mentor actually who, who recommended me and um and, and yeah so I'm just I'm very thankful of of the opportunities that have come away because other women have you know vouched for me and yeah I think that that's something that I really want to yeah just say that I'm grateful for and something that I'm really feel strongly that we should all be supporting each other yeah and anything that you would change about the business journey to date or how you've got to this point in your career Oh, I was I was thinking about this on the way up um, about what I changed. I mean, kind of nothing, but at the same time, I wish I had started earlier. Ah. That's what I would say. Um, I don't. So was this something anything. that was always in the back of your mind that you would have liked to have done this? Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to work for myself. I saw other female entrepreneurs do it and feel admiration but envy as well and I was like I want to do that but here I am in my office job and it's too scary you know it's too scary to make the leap but the leap I'm so glad I made the leap um and so anyone listening um or any uh anyone maybe on the verge of you know they're not sure take this as your sign yeah go for it and get men- get a mentor surround yourself with amazing people uh, that are will support you and um yeah I, I there's lots of support available by your local council as well so that's always the question that I ask the final question the purpose of this podcast to inspire existing business owners or those ambitious entrepreneurs that were going if only I could just quit this job and I have this idea um you know you've offered fantastic insight into the success Thank of you. nascent's marketing but you know what advice would you give to people who are out there now and they just don't know whether they've got the right business idea because that's the thing too or whether the risk is worth taking is it always worth taking yeah okay because (laughs) I would say because you have autonomy I was tired of people other people calling the shots about my career and you know working in office environments and even if you work you know you may be working in a marketing big agency or so on and you know there's politics there at play there's personalities at play working for yourself everything is stripped back it's not to say that I won't go on to get bigger and 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 then you know your people managing that's another avenue but um I love being in control of how much it's not all about the money but it, it you know you want to have money to have experiences you want to have you know you want to be able to be have financial freedom right to have experiences with my family I want to be able to take Sonny to Disneyland Lapland I want that that to me is success Mm -hmm. being able to have the those incredible experiences with the people that you love that's why I work so hard and you will do I hope so well I'm, I'm sure I will you know, there's every day is different, and and days you feel on fire, and other days, it's it's a struggle. But so everybody who's going. made the millions or whatever that have sat there, you know, they've yeah. all said you have to put in the twelve hours days at the start, hard graft. Yeah, 
and then it pays off. It does because you're, you know, you're investing in yourself. That's that's what and it's your all future. about. You're investing in yourself and your future. Yeah. And yeah, anyone, if anybody is is listening and they want to get in touch with me, uh, if they just need that little push, then by all by all means. <laughs> well, okay. And how should they get in touch? Um, well, I'm probably most active on LinkedIn, but I'm also on Instagram as well. Yeah, you can find her, Davina Gordon. It has been a joy to have you in the studio. You're like a, a lovely ray of sunshine. Thank you. Um, and you're just the kind of entrepreneur we want to talk oh, to and find you. out how it's going. Maybe you'll come back and you'll tell us in five years' time where you are and that Disneyland trip will have been incredible. <laughs> so thank you so much so. to Davina for joining me today. You can tune in next time when I'm going to be joined by Frankie Bannon, owner of Studio 23. That's another edition of the Public Eye podcast to come. Take care, everyone. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.